Welcome to the program. Um, our sponsor is Home Title Lock. It's, you know, look, one day uh, you're going to be sitting there and you're going to think, oh, why? I wish I had Home Title Lock. When you realize that someone uh, has used your title to borrow all of your money and all of your uh, equity in your home. Uh, it's not something that you necessarily think of on an everyday basis, but your retirement is usually sitting in your home. Uh, that's what, the way Americans do it. And uh, cyber criminals um, are finding ways to go online and get your home's title. They can forge your signature on a uh, quick claim and deed. And then what? Then what? You are basically screwed uh, because they can take that equity. You need to protect yourself before this happens. Uh, home Title Lock is the place that uh, I use. Uh, in fact, the only place that I'm aware of that can do any of this type of stuff. Uh, home Title Lock is used by Glenn. It's used by Pat Gray as well. And the instant they detect tampering, they just shut it down so you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to go through this process. You don't have to un, you know, unwind things for months and months on end, deal with a legal process. None of that has to happen. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you're already a victim and don't know it. Then use the code BECK for 30 free days of protection. The code is BECK at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Protect yourself, protect your home, protect your equity, protect your future. At HomeTitleLock.com, the code is BECK for 30 risk-free days. The radio show starts in just a second. What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Today, the greatest threat we face. And what are we going to do about it? We begin in a very important program in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, uh, uh, we want to thank our uh, sponsor, uh, Relief Factor, for bringing relief to just uh, heaps of people in our audience. I've been telling you about Relief Factor for years now, and I want you to know that I believe in it more than when I first started. When I first started, I only had, what, a couple of months, maybe three months of experience of it changing my pain. Now I've got over two years And I have seen it work in my own life, and I've seen it work in hundreds of people that I have personally met. Some of them who had debilitating pain had to be on heavy narcotics every day, and they got their life back. Now, I don't know if you have that kind of pain or just, you know, pain from just getting older or whatever. I have been so impressed with the commitment of Pete and Seth Talbot and uh, their dedication on defeating pain when they started relief factor they have been soldiers in this for a while and they are just really really good people Um, if you have pain and you want your life back please try relief factor it's not a drug but developed by doctors and 70 percent of the people who order it go on to order more the three-week quick start you should know in three or four weeks if it's going to work for you Try it. I take it three times a day, morning, lunch, and dinner time. What do you have to lose besides your pain? 
and getting your life back for the rest of your life, it is so worth it. Relief Factor. Call them now at 800-583-84, 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. I, I want to talk to you today um, about the special that we're doing tonight. Uh, I don't know how to express this in any clearer terms. We are at the end of the road. And if we don't start working together and we don't start standing up for our for our faith for our country, and as you will see tonight, for our children, you are going to lose all of them. And it's going to happen at a breathtaking pace. Tonight, I am going to show you what is being done in our schools. Our schools, because of the teachers' union, and there's no reason any teacher has to spend their money in the teachers' union. You don't you're not forced to join them. You're not forced to uh, give them money. If you are a teacher, stop giving the teachers unions money. They are not helping. They are actively working now to destroy our country and our children. There's a couple of things that I want to show you. Yesterday, there was a document dump Um, that we're going to get into next hour that you really need to listen to. You need to understand how serious this is. There was a, uh, a department of education was involved in a, um, in a, in a symposium that happened uh, that, talks about how teachers need to teach the children how to build the framework of a new world. And I'm going to quote from some of the things we're going to get into this one in next hour. If you've been oppressed for 400 years, you'd want to start over. This world was not set up for people of color, so we need to tear this thing down. The ideas of abolition need to consciously tear down the system that oppresses people, do away with prisons, tear down the conditions that create prisons. Schools are like prisons. These children are not uh, worthy of a particular type of learning. They talk about a, uh, a racial contract that says in America, it's okay to kill the black man, but not okay to kill the white man. Um, they have to take down the ideas of racial contracts. We all live in this world with the same rules. Uh, racism is propped up by the racial contract. No rules were written. People have been fighting for 400 years against racism. And their lives are now disposable, uh, not worthy of humanity. They have to manage the oppression. Schools are built to manage racism. And the work of fighting racism must be the work of white and all people. Black people didn't start this. They say reform is not enough. 
Teachers must push for the abolition of prisons, overthrowing the capitalist wage labor system, radically changing the school system, and tearing down the structures that impede anti-racist education. This was something that happened just a few months ago, last fall, and we are going to tell you all about it next hour with the guy who exposed it and found all the documents. It is truly remarkable. Last night, I reached out to the Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos. Uh, I uh, received a note that they are aware of it. They are working to uh, find out exactly what happened. But we did have Department of Education people there at this, this symposium. But that's not all. Also, I, I, on tonight's program, I am being told, and we have our attorneys looking into it, but I am being told that if I show the things that I have to show you tonight, if I show them and they're not blurred, that a case could be made that I should go to jail for child pornography it's according to the law this kind of depictions that i am going to show you uh are only you're only able to show them in an academic state uh, setting or in a museum anybody else you'll be nailed for spreading child pornography but what i'm showing you tonight is what is coming in your children's textbooks. It is the first sexual uh, um, education redo in 25 years. Imagine in this society what the teachers' unions are putting into our books now. It involves third-grade education of mutual masturbation. So little Johnny and little Susie can get together and masturbate, and it's okay, together. Over the last few months, I have been exposing things like the pandemic war game called Event 201. That was sponsored by the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates. I have told you the truth behind the Marxist movement called Black Lives Matter. I have told you the beginnings of what the World Economic Forum is doing to destroy capitalism, and it is called the Great Reset. Yesterday, I tweeted out something that came from the United Nations where they are talking about the Great Reset, that now COVID has shown us that we need to reset our society, and it goes right directly to taking down the free market, the Western culture, America, and society as we know it, brick by brick. Our children are being targeted directly in the classroom. Comprehensive sexuality education is now being voted on in states all over the country. In some states, it's already signed into law. It will be in your child's textbooks. It is the most disgusting and explicit content I have ever seen. 
It is disturbing. I got home last night. And my wife said, how was your day? And I really couldn't even answer. She asked me three hours later, so what happened today? I said, nothing, honey. And that's the problem. Nothing. I don't know why people won't stand up. What are we afraid of? I was mocked and ridiculed 10 years ago for saying I fear for my country, that we're going to lose our country to Marxism. Well, here we are. And I'm telling you, we are one election away, one election away from losing our country. And both sides know it. They feel it. They know it. And I was mocked for crying over that. I'm done crying over that. Because there is something else that we're on the verge of losing that is far more dear and the consequence is eternal. We are about to lose our children. And that threat is very real. Big, big tech has them controlling the up next that we've shown you over and over again. They are controlling the algorithms of what's next. Your kids watch YouTube. They most likely just keep watching them. Just keep watching them and YouTube is feeding it. It's brainwashing. We've shown you the algorithms on what they're doing. So big tech is brainwashing them. Gaming is teaching them to kill. Online social media. If my kids bring one more piece of news from social media, my kids, and try to tell me, no, it, this is, they don't know. You don't know how to find the truth. How is a 14-year-old going to know the truth? And then we send them to indoctrination camps, formerly known as public schools and private schools and charter schools and Christian schools that don't have the spine or the spiritual insight to see the evil that is in Marxism and BLM. What are you afraid of? Is it that you're afraid or is it just you've you've just been you're just too comfortable? Which is it? If you're too comfortable, I don't know what's going to wake you up. I don't know. If you're afraid, I understand. It's a scary time to be in America. It is. You're afraid of losing your job, your friends, your family through the cancel culture. You're afraid of losing your country. Because they have done a number on you for a long time. They've told you that the promise of America, that the, the days of, of your children having a better life than you are over. Well, who told you that? The same administration, the same Barack Obama and Joe Biden that said the economy will never get better. 
that we'll never create more jobs. When Donald Trump said that's a lie, we'll create I don't know how many millions he promised at the time. I even scoffed and, and said, I mean, yes, the economy is not over and we can do more than we're doing, but that's ridiculous. And I believe we hit them. We hit a job and an economy that has never been hit in this country's history. And we believe that there's not a better tomorrow. Of course they, there is. If we get Marxism, socialism, and government out of our way. There is a better tomorrow for our children. But only through the Constitution and the free market. And decent principles and morals. I have to tell you. I'm afraid of losing my freedom. I'm afraid of losing my voice. If this election goes the other way, my voice and voices like mine will be silenced. But I am more afraid to losing my child to the darkness, to the hatred, chaos, and the lies from the author of all lies that are being spun by BLM and Marxist and revolutionaries. We have already lost one generation. They are now ensuring that we lose this one that is coming up right now. And your kids are being taught that you're too old. You don't get it. If you're white, you're a racist. If they're white, they need to apologize and stand in the back of the line literally soon to ride in the back of the bus. We are Americans. And once we roared passionately like lions and we followed it with action that conquered lies because we had steel in our spines, we knew the truth and we used it as our shield. The truth that all men are created equal, that two plus two do equal four, that man should be judged by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. That protests are American, but organized riots that set out to create fear to intimidate the populace into destruction and the destruction of our Constitution is the very definition of domestic terror. And we were clear on that. We were clear that the family matters, that it's the universal building block, and it is now being openly dismantled. BLM is causing, uh, calling for the end of the traditional family on their own website. But most Americans fail to do their basic homework. We are no longer roaring like lions. We are bleeding like sheep. We must not rise up in anger or with violence, but we must rise up together with righteous indignation, with a firm reliance in divine providence. We should today be in every school collectively letting them know they work for us, not the other way around. These are our children. For the sake of our wives, our husbands, our children, our religions, our God and our liberty, we must begin to stand up united and stop evil dead in its tracks and drive that darkness back into the abyss from which it came. If we don't stand now and defend our families and our children, then we are indeed lost. And Saul Alinsky, who dedicated his book for rules of radicals to Satan, and Marx, who brought death and destruction to the entire world, whose teachings killed more, more people in the 20th century than anything other than disease, then those people were right that men can be bullied. Man cannot rule himself. 
You need a strong man to tell them what to do and who they'll become because they're sheep. Well, I will not bleat. More in a minute. Let me tell you about Shave's Secret. Um, all the commercials for all kinds of products now claiming that, you know, going to make your shaving experience better when all they really do is clutter up your bathroom. It'd be nice if you just had one product instead of all the soaps and gels and foams and the, you know, 12 blades, uh, the razors. I mean, the good news is Shave Secret has you covered. Shave Secret is a proprietary blend of essential oils, and it comes in a small bottle and is small enough to fit in a travel case. And it's that small because it's going to last you for a very long time. With Shave Secret, all you have to do is put a couple of drops on a moist palm, rub it into the area you want to shave, your face or ladies, your legs, and you'll be left with the smoothest, best-smelling shave of your life. And you'll end up wondering why Shave Secret hasn't been in your life the whole time. Say goodbye to all the crazy products and hello to Shave Secret. Shave Secret, available regionally at HEB, Wegmans, Walmart, and Amazon. Or you can go to ShaveSecret.com, use the promo code BECK, and get a 10% discount. Back in a second, actually 10 seconds, station ID. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, I urge you, please, to watch what we're going to expose tonight uh, is part two of Brainwashed. We showed you last week uh, or two weeks ago in part one of Brainwashed, we showed you what was being taught in our schools about Marxism and about America and the 1619 Project. By the way, we have, I think... I think we have the head of the OMB on with us here in a second to talk about the defunding of any schools that are running with uh, six, the 1619 Project. Um, but you must be involved. Tonight, I'm going to show you part two, and it is really very, very disturbing. And I, I don't care what anybody says. You know, call me a prude if you want. This stuff cannot be taught to our children. They are destroying our children, destroying them. And it is the teachers unions that are behind it all. We're going to give you more information on something that we're not covering tonight. We just only have an hour. We're going to do that in about 30 minutes. Please, we have solutions, but they involve everyone standing together in lockstep. If we go into our schools one at a time they're going to dismiss us but just as we did with common core when we stand together things change you need you're being drafted today you're listening for a reason you need to share this information with everyone you know and get active we'll tell you how this coming up is the glenn beck program <sighs> okay rough greens not a dog food, but a supplement that you put on your dog's food, and they love it. Marjorie in California writes that she had put her dog Rosie on a diet. I think we can all agree that that's a cruel, unusual punishment. Um, but it would be, I mean, unless Rough Greens that she puts on Rosie's food every day was delicious, to dogs at least, they love it, love it. 
Now she doesn't seem to mind the diet. She loves it. She lost eight of the 15 pounds she's supposed to lose so far. I know what you're thinking, but no, I'm not going to put rough greens on any of my food. Rough greens, not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on your dog's food, contains all the nutrients that your dog needs, which get cooked out of kibble food. And uh, when it's being made, all of the probiotics are killed. Antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, omega oils, all the things your dog needs to live a healthier lifestyle. They're the things in rough greens. You can find it at RUFFRoughGreens.com slash back. RUFFGreens.com slash back. Or call them at 833-GLEN-33. Well, that half hour didn't uh, convince you to con- join Blaze TV. I don't know what will. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Watch tonight. This is the Glenn Beck program. So yesterday, uh, something Betsy DeVos and I spoke about on our special two weeks ago when we were talking about critical race theory being uh, being taught in our schools. Uh, She said, I said, why don't we defund? And she said, we are looking into several options. Well, yesterday we found out that the White House has ordered an end of critical race theory training uh, now for government agencies. That's a start. We need to get it out of our schools as well. Um, We have um, uh, Russ vote on with us. He's the director of office of management and budget. And what that does, in case you don't know, this is the guy responsible for overseeing the implementation of the policy from the president, the management, the regulatory agendas all across the executive branch. Kind of a tough job uh, when you got a guy uh, that is uh, doing so much to cut all of that stuff. Russ, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me on, Glenn. You bet. So, uh, first of all, what 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 was it that was seen at the federal level that got the president's attention and said, we got to stop this right now? Well, I think you've seen a lot of these kinds of reports begin to percolate up uh, in the news. And we specifically mentioned that in in uh, the memo that we put out on Friday. Uh, but, you know, the president has seen some of the, the great work that's been uh, put out there by Chris Rufo, uh, some of the investigative work that's being done uh, as a result of whistleblowers, quite frankly, as we get a handle on uh, the many areas where the agencies are often contracting out with third parties that mm-hmm. have ideological bents that uh, are, are are teaching content that's inconsistent with uh, our the 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 long history of our country, but quite frankly, uh, the future of our country. Because if you if you teach the, the workers of the federal government uh, to hate their country, uh, where are we going to be down the road? So uh, th- we did some important work last week on the behalf of the president, and uh, we're going to be working to make sure it get, actually gets implemented, and it's not just a policy prescription. So how pervasive was it? How many agencies were involved? Uh, it was any of it systematic or was it all coming from you know this blm movement it's not new uh that's for sure uh but to be honest with you glenn we're just getting at the beginning of this process we want to do a full review we want to have extensive implementation guidance we want to do a formal wrap up of all the spending we don't want it to just be anecdotal although we have 
quite a bit of anecdotes uh, that we know of, which is why we put out essentially a cease and desist letter uh, to get started in the meantime. But this has been going on for a number of years, it seems like, and is not just uh, a result of the last several months of, of the BLM movement um, and the the unrest that it has caused across the country. Uh, I think it, you know, if, if I'm guessing, it, a lot of it was uh, ramped up in the last administration, and it, it has probably ramped up in the last several months as, as uh, agencies trying to make sense of the moment that we're in. Uh, but unfortunately, they got some bad guidance and uh, some bad instincts on that front. So this is the kind of stuff that makes a deep state possible. Uh, when you have one arm of the federal government teaching that the federal government is racist and all of the anti-American Marxist kind of uh, teachings uh, that just go on without really anyone saying anything or or I mean, at this point, can you even put a finger on when it started or where it started or who's responsible not yet, and we're hoping that our review can can help us uh, draw some firm conclusions from that. And if we need uh, larger policy solutions, we'll do that as well. Uh, the president has made that clear. Um, but I do think that uh, it, it is a challenge when you have these big agencies. Uh, often the, the, the policy officials that the president has put in charge that represent the American people based on the last election uh, don't have awareness uh, of the types of professional development or workplace training that goes along. And they, they, I'm sure they get whiffs uh, of, of emails that get sent around uh, to invite them to this or that. Uh, another aspect of, I think, what the president was trying to do, Glenn, is, is provide cover for the hard decisions that agency heads can now make uh, to root this stuff out. We had seen this before the memo from, from Secretary of Energy Dan Briette. The minute he was made aware of some of the trainings that were going on in the national labs by Sandia Corporation, uh, he immediately asked for a review. Um, but that that takes uh, courage quite frankly and the president uh has basically said look we're going to we're going to do this government wide uh and so all of my policy officials uh can get after the work uh and you know I'll wear the pressure on 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 his shoulder so so can can you and you may not be the right person to ask um but can uh, there's a lot of people that see critical theory they don't know what it is when you connect it to marxism and communism they roll their eyes they think that's nonsense can you can you explain what it is and why it's so destructive sure and i had this conversation with a dear friend of mine last night who who had concerns about the memo or at least wanted to have an awareness of the memo and and that is Critical race theory is the view of our institutions that the reason we see some forms of inequity uh, is because our institutions are rotten, that they are systemically racist, that the founding was flawed because of uh, its racism. And it is a uh, kind of the, cr the critical aspect of it is that the critique is that uh, we're not headed toward, we were not, the civil rights movement was not successful, that we uh, have not moved towards a colorblind society and that one of the reasons is that our institutions are flawed and are leading to ongoing uh, inequities. 
And so that's the critical aspect of it that leads people to kind of think through um, if, if, you, if something's fundamentally flawed to the core, then you need to tear it down. The institution needs to be brought down. And we look out over the last several months and we see critical race theory on all of our TVs, the, the wages of, of putting this into the bloodstream, as opposed to a different view, which I think is what the American founding was about. Uh, and I've, I've, I've seen on your programs before, Glenn, which is um, we are individuals made in the image of God. Uh, as a, and as a result, we are afforded dignity as a result of that. And the highest aspirations of our country were reflected in the Declaration of Independence and our Constitution. And over time, we've, we also have been reforming out of our system, little by little, individuals by individuals, movement by movement, an effort to eliminate where there is, is uh, sin and where there is uh, evil and dysfunction. And, and that, gets, that, that gets reformed out, but it doesn't, it doesn't say that the whole enterprise, the whole project, that the whole country needs to be torn down because it's rotten to the core. And really, those are the two, those are the two worldviews that are, are represented here. And, and you see it with the hope and optimism of uh, the Trump administration saying, look, this is the greatest country the world has ever seen. And we're going to make reforms as we see it, where we need to, to uh, weed this out or weed that out or make reforms. But we're not going to uh, just toss out the entirety of our great country, which has led the world uh, in, in freedom and opportunity for all people. Well, I will tell you, I, I hope that the president starts to encourage companies to do the same, because there's a lot of companies that are, are engaging these same people that have been engaged by the federal government to teach this nonsense um, that uh, that America is inherently evil and that whites are inherently uh, racist and cannot be forgiven uh, by it have to be the only the only way you can uh, have an end to racism is with reverse racism, if you will. It's it's mm-hmm. craziness and very dangerous. Can I ask you one unrelated uh, question? Um, sure. There was a story that came out today that talked about how people are now starting to see um, they're starting to fatigue on this this whole coronavirus, and they're starting to see this more as a, a crisis of budget. Is the president considering anything like, uh, uh, you know, special economic zones or, or you know, naming the entire country, uh, uh, you know, an, an economic uh, an economic zone to be able to relieve the average business person with some uh, from some of this regulation that will help them get back on their feet? Uh, well, we feel like we have uh, over the last several months is to treat the economic crisis in the same way that we treat a public health crisis uh, to the extent where any emergency uh, authority that agencies had on the table, we have tried to use. Uh, by our count, we were over about 700 different regulatory or enforcement relaxing uh, decisions that uh, were done on the basis of an emergency. And quite frankly, we're now trying to make many of those permanent, and we're going through a review of that right now. Uh, So we haven't done anything uh, as 
uh, of simple uh, uh, to be able to say, hey, the whole country is an opportunity okay. zone. Right. But, but piecemeal, we have tried to take that approach, and we think we have uh, been very successful on that front. And if people have good ideas, uh, we're, we're, we definitely have an open mind to where we can do more. As a businessman that has people coming through my business all the time, I, I worry about litigation. It's only a matter of time of litigation. Somebody gets sick, somebody says you haven't done enough, whatever. Is there any relief or protection from litigation that is coming? Uh, we hope so. We hope that that is a part of uh, a, any eventual phase four uh, deal. Uh, the president does think we need more legislative uh, initiatives, uh, and so that's why he's tried to continue to stay at the table, even if the Democrats on the Hill have been, uh, in in the magnitude of their asks, uh, made it such that we could not reach an agreement. But of the things that we believe are still important uh, is that uh, – certainty that comes from potential lawsuits. Uh, and, and I think that's uh, certainly been something that we've heard from the Hill as, as being an important, at least from Republicans on the Hill. Well, I will tell you, um, we really appreciate the cuts that you guys have made and uh, the things that you have done to roll back a lot of this craziness uh, from the last uh, 15 years. I'd like to send you some golden scissors, but maybe it'd be better to have an ax uh, as you continue your job. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Glenn. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye-bye. That's uh, Russ Vogt. He is the director of the Office of Management and Budget, the guy who actually implements uh, administration-wide all of the policies of the president. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is Simply Safe. You listen. I want you to listen carefully. That is the sound of no glass breaking in your windows. That's the sound of no alarm going off. That's the sound of police not being alerted uh, and everyone in the surrounding neighborhood know that a a break in has occurred. It's the sound of a burglar reading a sign that says this home is protected by Simply Safe. And when he's deciding to take his chances to go at your house or somebody else's house somewhere safer for him, he chooses somewhere safer because he knows it's he's likely to get busted if he tries this house. You're hearing the sound of peace of mind. And it comes neatly packaged in your home security system when you order that system from Simply Safe. You can hear that sound on your end, too. Simply Safe makes it easy and affordable to have the best home security on the market. Their state of the art equipment, round the clock monitoring, makes Simply Safe the first name in the business. And when you pair how Simply Safe is set up with the fact that you're going to pay 50 cents a day for monitoring, it's really a no brainer. Head to simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Get a free HD security camera. It's simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenbeck program. We're just, uh, you can't get, how do you get, uh, we're just talking about Tom Cruise. I just wanted to break the, the mood here for a minute uh, and try to talk about something fun. The new, um, the new trailer for the filming of mission impossible seven just came out and it shows, it shows Tom Cruise on a motorcycle, uh, riding off a giant ramp nestled in the mountains of Norway. And he drives his motorcycle off and then he parachutes from the motorcycle. And it's really him. He does his own stunts. And the thing is, is they, 
they delayed the filming of this one because he has to get into a, like a I don't remember which plane it was, but like it's a fighter jet, like a F-18. <laughs> and he said, I want to do it. And so I need to learn how to fly an F-18. And so he learned how to fly an F-18 and he's flying. How do they how do <laughs> who ensures these movies? This is called acting. You don't need to learn how to use the F-18. It's That's amazing. The whole point. But he's one of those guys who are like, you know, the, the actors are, are always, well, I, uh, you know, I played the president, so I can tell you what. You played the president. Right. You weren't the president. This guy actually, well, I did, you know, I did take a helicopter and I landed it in a free fall spin. I did, you know, uh, take a motorcycle off of, uh, off of a cliff on the mountainside. Uh, I, yeah, I've flown an F-18. He's actually doing these things. You just wonder how they get the, how they can financially pull these things off. I, I mean, you could because you can get him to probably waive everything theoretically. But how, how does would the you, movie get insurance? Right. You can't. If he dies, there's no movie. And so everybody <laughs> is standing, holding the bag this and is, have to pay for it. And there's no movie. This is why you film his crazy stunts last get the whole rest of the movie in the can. Well, you know, he broke his leg the last movie. I remember that. Yeah. Jumping from like building to building, right? No, he was, uh, was it jump? No, I think it was the, the thing where he, they couldn't stop the traffic in France and they couldn't get the dolly thing right that stabilized his bike. He wasn't happy with any of the shots. So he said, just follow me. And they're like, no, 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 Tom. No, 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 no. We, we don't have control of all of the traffic and everything else. He's like, just follow me. And so that scene of him in France just zipping through the cars, that's him just zipping through the cars. And when he spun out at the end, he fell from his bike, and I think he broke his leg. It's incredible. I, I, the, I mean, the, the fact that he actually does these stunts is really crazy. Insane. It's insanity. It's crazy. I, 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 the he mystery. lives the life of a movie star, though, doesn't he? He does. I mean, he's like, he's just, I mean, you know, forget about all the weird things you've heard about him. He he chases perch snatchers down the yeah, you know the street. I, I like. Him. I've always liked Tom yeah. Cruise. I mean, you know, you can you can be critical of the guy, but I, I don't know. So what? He he jumped on a couch because he really was in love for a couple of hours. You know, <laughs> get, get, let's, uh, let's take a break here. Yeah. It's a, we have we have celebrities doing much much worse things. Tom Cruise is a dream compared to today's celebrities. Oh my gosh! Ugh. I don't think there's ever been maybe Errol Flynn. I don't think there's been anybody like him. This is the Glenn Beck program. Here's the thing about home security companies. Most of them trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, and lousy customer support. So while there's a lot of options out there, there really is only one no-brainer, and that is Simply Safe. Simply Safe has everything you need for your protection for your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. It's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every single room, window, and door, tailored specifically for your home. Professional monitoring keeps watch day and and night ready to send police, fire, or medical professionals if there is an emergency. You can set it up yourself in under an hour. Just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them. No technician is required. There's no contract, no pushy sales guys, no hidden fees, just simple security. It all starts for $15 a month. See why U.S. News & World Report named it the best overall home security of 2020. Head to simplysafebeck.com. Get it right now and get a free HD camera when you order. It's simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me talk to you about American financing. How many times a day would you pick up the phone and scroll through Facebook for at least 10 minutes? 
how many times oh, it's way too many times and right. and then there's all these different apps you have to do it i mean all you this is basically your entire life okay no judgment but uh seems you like you're judging seems yeah, like it. no you just i'm trying to prove the point you do have time to call american financing to refinance your loan because it takes about 10 minutes in fact i've done that myself uh in the middle of uh, dealing with something with, with uh, american finance right now uh, mm. They're fantastic. They're on top of it all the time. They're always easy to reach and always easy, easy to talk you through every little bit of it. I, I love these guys. Plain and simple, if you're a homeowner, the best thing you can do is talk about refinancing your mortgage, doing a refi or a consolidation loan, or if you're buying a new house, they will help you. And interest rates now are going into the low twos. Save hundreds of dollars a month, maybe even over a thousand. Call American Financing today. Number on the bottom of the screen. What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I put out a clarion call to those who still can find the lion in them, the lion that protects freedom. For those who wish to bleat like sheep, go ahead, bleat someplace else. We don't need violence. We don't need anger. We have to be together peacefully with righteous indignation and with a firm reliance on divine providence and walk into our institutions, our churches, our schools, our government offices, and demand that they understand, with an exception of our churches, they work for us. We don't work for them. They work for us. Tonight, a very, very important and disturbing episode of my Wednesday night special on Glenn TV. It will be at 9 p.m. Eastern. You'll be able to watch it or on demand after that. But your children are about to be lost. And if we can't stand up for our children together, then we truly deserve to be lost we'll give you some new information on a document dump and give you a preview of tonight's broadcast in 60 seconds this is the glenn beck program so we all know that identity theft common problem in the modern world. We also know it's becoming a lot worse in the Internet age and cyber criminals roam the information superhighway, just looking for ways to get into your computer or other devices to steal your information and try to make money off. Well, there's a host of different uh, schemes uh, and, you know, different ideas and different ways they can steal just about everything you have. The question is, what are you doing about it? There are so many things to worry about. The last thing I want to worry about is someone stealing my identity. Just get it off your plate. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But if you're just looking at your credit card, that's not enough. If your information 
Is it for sale on the dark web? Is your children's information for sale on the dark web? Right now, you can get your free dark web scan at lifelock.com slash scan. They'll scan your information just to make sure that your stuff is not available on the dark web. And if it is, they are going to be able to be uh, there to help you get rid of all of that information and to clean it all up and stop the bad guys in their tracks. You can pick the plan that's right for you and save up to 25% on your first year with the promo code back at lifelock.com. Just get your free scan today. Just do the basics. It's like scanning for cancer. Is your information on the dark web? Go to lifelock.com slash scan and you'll get 25% off with the promo code back after your free scan. If you want to uh, step up and find the right plan for you and your family at lifelock.com Slash scan. So a couple of weeks ago on our Wednesday night special, we did brainwashed and we showed you how BLM had infiltrated our schools. Unlike anything I've ever seen before, we showed you yesterday that there's already books about you know, that you're supposed to read to your child what was it? Uh, baby racist, some anti-racist like baby. Yeah, anti-racist mm-hmm. baby. And if you're a white, if you have a white baby, you need to teach it right away that they're racist and that they need to feel sorry about that. Teaching your your babies. Well, it is an attack that goes now from cradle to grave, and it is very well financed and very well coordinated. And we found out yesterday, uh, due to the great reporting from Christopher Rufo, he's a contributing editor of City Journal, director of Center on Wealth and Poverty. He did a document dump yesterday that shows the Department of Education actually funded an organization that is that has hosted a training for teachers on critical race theory and that there were people from the Department of Education at this Christopher is on the phone with us now. Hey, Chris, how are you? Very well. How are you? <laughs> Very good. I'm better than you. I live in Texas. You live in Seattle. So, um, <laughs> so um, tell us exactly what you found and what does it mean? Yeah, well, this is a series of, of leaked documents from all over the federal government. And uh, a whistleblower sent me a slide presentation with minutes of a recent presentation by a woman named Dr. Bettina Beth, uh, who out and out called for the overthrow of every institution of the United States. Uh, She said America is a fundamentally white supremacist country that is oppressing people of color for 400 years. uh, And we need to immediately abolish prisons, abolish the school system and reinvent it, uh, abolish every institution that creates the condition for oppression and, you know, quote unquote, start over. And it's just uh, shocking. It has nothing to do with helping children. Uh, it is essentially calling for the, the abolition of the United States itself. And it's shocking because the organization that held this conference, an organization called CAS, has received $16 million in public funding during the Trump administration from the Department of Education and other federal departments. And it's another instance of radical revolutionaries uh, that's kind of how their rhetoric is to uh, overthrow the country, uh, being funded by the federal government and the pyramid of bureaucracy, 
no matter who's in office. I, I will tell you that if you didn't believe in the deep state in 2016, you know, I, I can understand. If you don't believe in the deep state now, you're a moron. This is exactly what the deep state is. Is there any indication that this uh, organization came in under the Trump administration, or is this something that the federal government has been financing for a while? Yeah, this has been an agency that the federal government has been financing since at least 2004, likely much, uh, much sooner, much earlier than that. Um, But I have the documented records from 2004. And that's that's exactly the point, Glenn, that you're making is that these organizations uh, essentially in silence, in the shadows, are, are, are sucking off the federal government. They don't care who's in office. They don't care what the priorities and principles of the person who's running the federal government might be. Um, and they know that year after year after year, they can steadily bilk taxpayers, uh, take money that funds their pet projects um, and their kind of radical critical race theory uh, and explicitly anti-American ideologies. So now this is this was a study or a uh, seminar uh, done with the Department of Education for teachers, right? So this was how teachers should teach revolution and the tearing down of every American institution uh, and to uh, overthrow the government of the United States. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, the speaker explicitly called on white teachers and said that, uh, you know, quote, uh, white people need to get out of their white emotionality, uh, end quote, and then be able to um, give up their wealth, uh, to be able to give up more than their privilege, uh, to be able to give up their power and essentially submit to this ideology uh, and then become what she calls, again, a direct quotation, co-conspirators. Uh, in this revolutionary activity. And, you know, on the, on the face of it, it is that absolutely absurd. Uh, and, you know, if, if that's your point of view and you want to express it on your private time and your private dime, uh, I'm okay with that. I imagine you'd be okay with that too, even if we disagree. Um, but this is different because it's being subsidized directly by every taxpayer in America. So if you are a hardworking uh, plumber in Omaha or you are an electrician or, or, an, or an Uber driver uh, in, in Houston, um, you are paying for, the, the, for this kind of rhetoric, this ideology that directly wants to abolish all opportunities that you have in this country. Uh, and I think that we need to shine a light on it. And I've called on the Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, to, to, to conduct an investigation and, and hopefully cut off, cut off the spigot for at least uh, this instance and this organization. So I, I spoke to uh, Betsy DeVos's uh, uh, staff last night. They are opening an investigation in this. They are going to be tracking this down uh, and finding out exactly who is involved and where else this disease has spread. So good job on uh, on finding this. And Betsy is I don't know if you know who the DeVos family is, uh, but there is there's. There's no way that Betsy DeVos uh, is going to tolerate any of this kind of stuff. First of all, you know, you're, you've got uh, Donald Trump and he's a, I think he's an, an unbashed capitalist uh, that doesn't want to see the yeah. destruction of the American system. But Betsy's parents are the ones that started the American way back in the 50s. 
uh, and it was a way for the average person to make extra money to be able to uh, pull themselves up and get out of their situation and maybe afford to go to college or to uh, to live their dreams. The American way we know it now is Amway. Uh, and so there's there's no way that somebody who grew up with the parents of the American way is yeah. is going to let this stuff uh, slide. And, and Glenn, I think that's exactly a, a great way to summarize the dynamics of this election. Uh, you have one political movement and party uh, that wants to now explicitly destroy the American way. And you have another and with, you know, Donald Trump and the conservative movement that wants to preserve the American way and improve it incrementally. And I think that that's a very clear choice for voters. I think in some ways it's even more clear than the choice in 2016, uh, because the the left has radically escalated their rhetoric, uh, committed to violence in the streets. Uh, None of their political leaders are calling that out or or even uh, trying to tamp it down. Uh, And then the the president uh, issuing the executive order last week to abolish critical race theory uh, in the direct federal agencies. Um, He's stepping up in a big way, taking Mm -hmm. action on these items. And I think that we, you know, we should hope that there's a more opportunity uh, for us to uncover this and to make some changes. So who what kind of people spoke out about this? Because this this was for teachers um, and that we know the teachers unions are behind a lot of this critical race theory garbage that is going through. Um, and uh, and if you take on the teachers union, I mean, good luck to you. Who's who's so, who's document dumping this stuff? Are they teachers? So I, I'm going to have to be careful in order yeah. to protect the identity of my source. But I'll tell you the motivation. Uh, the motivation is someone who cares deeply about learning, who cares deeply about kids, who cares deeply about pr- improving educational outcomes. Uh, and uh, this person was simply appalled uh, because uh, this person felt like this was a total waste of taxpayer money, uh, something that is political ideology that doesn't provide any practical benefit for children. And, and frankly, this person was outraged uh, that we would be wasting money when we could be uh, using these resources to actually help kids. Uh, so that's the motivation. And I think it's, you know, might be political in nature, but I think more than anything, uh, it's really trying to look out for the best interest of the people of the next generation. And frankly, this person knows that if we spread uh, this ideology through the education system, Uh, It's going to cause tremendous harm to the next generation and tremendous harm to the country. Thank you so much for all of the thanks for living in Seattle. So we don't have to honestly, Uh, (laughs) I'm doing a service. Uh, (laughs) Christopher Rufo, contributing editor of the city journal, director of center on wealth and poverty, a guy who has been exposing a lot of this. Uh, Thank you so much. You can follow him at Real Chris Rufo, R-U-F-O, Real Chris Rufo uh, on Twitter. And uh, and and I urge you to do that because he's breaking news all the time. And uh, that's where you'll find this document uh, dump. And it is horrifying when you see it. Chris, thank you so much. God bless. So summer's still around, and based on the way that 2020's been going so far, probably be around for another, oh, I don't know, eight or nine months, I'd imagine. One of the things that everybody likes to do to the summertime is to grill out. Well, what if I told you you could grill out all year long and not stand in the cold? 
usually I, I avoid uh, grilling in August, especially down here, because it's just too hot. July, August, I'm just not standing in front of a grill. I will sometimes stand in the grill in the deep of winter, uh, only because it's hot, but it's so freezing outside. Now you can do it all year long without being too hot or too too cold, uh, because you'll be the proud owner of a Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q. Solid stainless steel build. It's a smart grill, has smart grill technology, and it will guide your grilling experience from start to finish. It can sense the outside temperature shifts. It will adjust the heat on its own to maintain the proper temperature. It has sensors that go into whatever you're grilling, which will tell you precisely when it's reached the proper temperature. Best of all, while your Rectech is out there doing all the work, you can be wherever you want, controlling the whole thing from an app on your phone. Rectech. It's sturdy, it's smart, it's yummy dinner time. Follow Rectech on all social media and sign up for their newsletter, but check it out for yourself. It will be the last grill you'll ever want to buy. Rectech, with a Q at the end, rectech.com. Uh, That's R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So over the past few months, we have been exposing things like the pandemic war game event 201, the truth behind the Marxist movement called Black Lives Matter and how they are working to destroy families, the plot to destroy capitalism called the Great Reset from the World Economic Forum. And I will tell you, all of these things are connected. They all have a purpose, and that is to piece by piece, brick by brick, overwhelm the system and take down the western way of life and our society well the other piece is you've got to control the children and we have been showing you that they are teaching marxism and critical race theory in all of our schools i would be shocked if even you live in the most remote place if it is not being taught in some form or fashion in your school they're targeting our children in their classroom directly now there's a new comprehensive sexuality education program that is now being rolled into your states all across the country it's already been signed into law in several states in and it is the most disgusting and most explicit content you could imagine what i will reveal to you tonight is so disturbing and if we don't stand together and stop it, we will lose our children. They are corrupting our children, and they are corrupting them also on the free market and our system of government. This is so disturbing, I have been told by attorneys that it's legal to show it to your kids in classroom. It's legal to show it in a museum setting, but it probably is not legal for me to show it to you online because then i would be i i could easily be called um uh somebody who is is farming out pedophilia material so i'm going Seems to, like a risk you'd you'd want to avoid if at yeah. all possible so i'm going to show you tonight what i can we're going to blur the pictures out you'll get the idea 
Um, mm. But it is th- th- this should tell you something. I can't show it to you online because I could violate laws, but they can teach it to your children without you knowing it. Incredible. It is brainwashed, the radical sex agenda corrupting your kid. And it's already in states. It's probably coming to your state. Uh, It's being voted on right now. The teachers union loves it. The teachers union, if if you're a teacher, I believe you want what's best for children. But if you are paying dues to the teachers union, I don't trust you. You might have good intentions, but if you can't see right now what the teachers union really is, it is a Marxist front organization that is trying to take our children and destroy the Western way of life. And if you're paying in, I'm sorry, you might be the sweetest person ever, but I don't trust you with my kids. If you are trusting the teachers union. We, you know, 20 years ago, Friday, was it 19, 19 years ago, Friday, we stood together and said, what happened? How did this happen to us? And we realized how fragile our nation was. Now, in the last 19 years, we've realized, man, it's a lot stronger than we thought. But we are in the last phase if you read Gibbons and you read the the uh, what is it the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, if you read that, you'll see exactly where we are, exactly where we are. We're in the fall of this empire, but the fall of this empire means that freedom is lost all around the world. Who's going to stand up for it? Where are you going to run? What's going to happen? We're going to lose our freedom. The world is going to lose its freedom. And all of that, I suppose I can live with. But I can't live with losing my children and their freedom. We must stand together. I'll tell you how next. Is the Glenn Beck program. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Stu, you're doing something with American Financing right now. Yes, that's true. Um, because it's a great time to refinance. It's a great time if you're looking at real estate to uh, to buy when because of these rates. I mean, they're they're just insanely low. Insane. Uh, and American Financing can actually get you to work with uh, the best people, and they actually understand every little bit of this process. They can walk you through every little bit of this process as they have with me uh, and other people who work here. Um, we can testify uh with firsthand uh, knowledge that they do they do it better than anybody else i've ever dealt with that's yeah, we for have sure. several people who have uh, <laughs> yeah. refied with uh american financing here in the building uh i can tell you that um my mortgage went from over what well, was all, over four almost like five percent into the threes and it was shocking oh, how much so money. much money yeah now, in some cases, you can get your mortgage down into the twos. Refinance right now. Get that debt 
out of your life. American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. A new studio's America into the brand new special Glenn's been talking about all day. Uh, make sure you go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The theme of today's show has uh, been, we have all been worried about the loss of our country, but I worry more now about the loss of our children. It is a very real threat. Big tech has them controlling the up next on YouTube. Your kids are watching YouTube. This is a brainwashing algorithm and and we've known it and shown it to you on other uh, specials. They are controlling the way your kids think by exposing them to things that they believe is best for social change. They control them with gaming, online social media. They don't know what the truth is. And we are acting like sheep. I don't know what it's going to take for people to stand up. I know you're afraid of losing your job. I'm afraid of losing mine. I'm afraid of losing not just my job, but my entire career and my voice. That if this election goes another way, many of us, some of the biggest names in radio and television that you depend on. We have all had conversations where we all are saying this could be it. So I'm with you. I know that. But we won't stand up for the Constitution. We won't stand up for the rule of law. We won't stand up against the cancer uh, cancel culture. We're not standing up against the Marxist in our streets. We're not standing up for our police officers. What will we stand up for? Because now our children are at stake. And I am more frightened by the loss of my children to darkness. I'm not talking about, oh, my kids, they're going to think differently. They're going to vote differently. That's a picnic. We're about to lose our children to darkness, to hatred, to chaos, to the lies of BLM, the Marxist and the revolutionaries. Your kids will turn on you, just as they did in Germany and in Russia. Because that's how it works. And they are training them to be Marxists and citizens of a state, not of a family. We showed that to you a couple of weeks ago on our special. And tonight, part two, they are taking the morals of our children and destroying them. For the first time in history, at least in modern history, pornography and pornography beyond what anybody has ever thought of as pornography ever in the history of the world is everywhere and it's being endorsed. But when you see what's happening in our schools tonight with this new sex education that is being has already been approved in a couple of states and is probably going to be voted on in your state. It may already be in your state. Perhaps that will be the wake up call. 
But we all have to stand together. Us going in to talk to our schools, they're going to treat us like morons. They're going to treat us and talk down to us. The, we did this before with, uh, with uh, what was that, um, what was that, that uh, thing that the schools were doing uh, with the Bill Gates member? Oh, Common Core? Yeah, Common Core. Mm-hmm. We did it before with Common Core. We didn't stop it. A lot of it has just been mutated, but we at least slowed it down. We've got to demand real change and tell these teachers and these teacher unions and our local schools they work for us, not the way around. Don't treat me like I'm an idiot when I walk in and ask you questions. Provide the answers. But if we do it alone, we'll lose. I want to uh, I want to bring on uh, somebody who I just think is remarkable. Her name is Rebecca Friedrichs. Uh, she's the author of Standing Up to Goliath. Uh, she's the founder and president of Kids for Kids and Country dot com for Kids and Country dot com or dot org. Uh, and uh, she was a teacher. She saw what was happening. She stood up and she realized she might be able to do more good outside of the system. Rebecca, how are you? I'm doing great. Great to be here. So, Rebecca, after the special that we had um, last, what, two weeks ago, I got a ton of email from people who said, I went in and they treated me like a moron. They pretty much laughed at me. They wouldn't give me any information. I, I am convinced that unless we stand together, we're not going to make an impact. You are exactly right. We have experienced the same thing, even at, I'm in California. So even when we go to the state house, we've, we've come together, hundreds of us, at the Senate Education Committee, and they treat us like morons. They uh, talk down to us. They um, will not pass any uh, bills that we bring forward saying, look, we just want some transparency. We just want you to let us know what's going on before you do this to our kids. And they shut us down every single time. We absolutely have to stand together. Teachers can't fight it alone. Parents can't fight it alone. And we need our churches to step up, too. We need faith leaders with us. And uh, we need to help people to realize how important it is to vote and to vote their values, not to vote because they want free stuff. Because um, if we can, can start getting good, godly people into office at every level, starting down at school board all the way up uh, into the national level, then we can end this nightmare. So the teachers union, taking on the teachers union, I mean, you, you took them on uh, all the way to the Supreme Court, the California Teachers Union. Um, and the National Education Association. Yeah. And tell me what happened, because... You didn't win. You you were it was looking like you were going to win. And then Scalia died. That's right. Our case was heard in January 2016. We were arguing for freedom from forced unionism for every single government employee in the United States of America. We didn't think it was right that we were forced to fund a union that stood against our values that claimed to represent us but did not. We didn't even want to be members. We didn't want their representation, but we were forced to pay. For example, my husband uh, was a professor at San Diego State, and he was forced to pay $1,200 a year in fees as a non-member of the union. And uh, then they would file grievances against him when he was a director. So we didn't have a voice at all. So we wanted to end that. We took it to the U.S. Supreme Court. 
cases heard January 2016, we were poised to win with a five to four decision um, because sadly there are four justices on that court who do the bidding of the unions. And uh, anyway, one month after our case was heard, Justice Scalia died. And there's a rule in the court that the justices have to be present when the decision comes down. So we lost his vote. We had a four to four tie. But the good news is another case was built upon our case and it was heard in 2018. And June 27th, 2018, every government employee in the United States of America was freed from forced unionism. So they all might still be stuck in a union, but they no longer have to pay them. Okay, so here is the thing, because I, I, I've been saying the last few days, because everybody looks at their teacher and they're like, oh, my teacher is good and they love my kid and blah, 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 blah. Um, however, you might feel really good about a teacher, but if they are if they are in the teachers union or they um, they sing the praises of the NEA, um, I don't trust them with my child. Because they, they must be part of it or they're so ignorant. I don't want them teaching my child. Is that fair? I, I think it's fair, but I, and I think the listeners need to know one more thing. There's three issues with teachers. And first of all, they're all trapped in a corrupt system. So it doesn't matter how sweet or wonderful or incredible your particular teacher is. Um, if that teacher is in a unionized school or school district, that teacher's trapped in a corrupt system. So the three things people need to know about teachers is, number one, they either have no idea that the union is the bad guy. They don't, they know things are corrupt, but the union keeps telling them, we're your savior. We're here to take care of you. It's the legislators. It's the school board. It's the this. But these teachers have no idea that it's the union that put those legislators in office and those people on the school board. So these teachers truly are ignorant to what their union is doing. That's a problem. Second thing, a lot of them know, but they're too terrified to stand up to their union. Like you, your whole entry to this interview, you were talking about how people are too afraid to stand up, afraid of losing their jobs and their career, afraid of all that. That's exactly how teachers are, and they've been that way for about 50 years. And so then the last thing is we do have teachers who agree with the unions. Those are the scary ones. Those are the activists that the unions have been planting in our schools. So I agree with you, Glenn. Teachers have got to stand up, but parents have to stand up with them. Teachers can't do it alone, stand together. And those teachers that don't know what's going on, we have something on our website called Adopt a Teacher. It takes three minutes to read it. Adopt every teacher you know and educate them on the truth and then stand with them. And we can end this. So I'm looking at your website now, which is for kidsandcountry.org uh, and you adopt a teacher and it's it has uh, videos there um, but it talks about embracing educate enlighten empathize encourage and empower so this is not going in hostile this is going in uh, saying hey look I just you know can we go have a cup of coffee and let me pay for it because I just want to honor great teachers Mm-hmm, precisely. And then I wrote an entire book called Standing Up to Goliath. And I wrote that book with teachers in mind and parents, by the way, because parents don't realize 
that the teachers unions have corrupted the PTA and everything going on in our schools. So parents are actually paying into this uh, sex ed and all these evils as well and don't know it. So, um, yes, I ask people to lovingly adopt teachers they know, teachers in their church, teachers in their neighborhood, their family, their child's teacher, and to approach them with grace. Not to approach them attacking, because maybe the teacher doesn't know, doesn't have any idea. Educate them. Most people don't have any idea all the lies teachers have been told. So they try to talk to teachers, and the teachers say, but this, but that, but what about, what about? And people don't know what to say. That's why I wrote a whole book. All they have to do is hand it to them, you know, walk them through it, read a couple chapters, and they'll take you to coffee, and let's talk about it. And just help them warm up to the idea that um, they've been duped that they've been deceived, that they're funding evil, so that these teachers will stand up and, and get out of, of the union. Rebecca, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate all of your hard work. I urge you to join the effort and just go to forkidsandcountry.org uh, and look at the information that is there. Um, I, you, I, I still recommend, Rebecca, that you you organize and you and you help people come together uh, in their own towns because everybody feels alone and they don't know who's involved. And if there's a way to hook up with each other, uh, you, you, you need to you need to hook up with each other because we won't be able to do this by ourselves. Thank you, Rebecca. I appreciate it for kids and country dot org. By the way, don't forget if this is. Last call for your kids. Last call for your kids. Uh, part two of the special brainwashed on the blaze to TV tonight. Uh, warning, warning, warning. Uh, parental guidance is suggested. Although the teachers union don't think that you need to be there on what they're teaching. It is so disturbing. I wouldn't recommend that you watch this with your kids. Uh, but you need to see it. And it's available at blazetv.com slash Glenn blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code. Is it Glenn or Beck? Which is it? I don't know. It's usually Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll save on your uh, year subscription at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Okay. Um, before we continue, let me just uh, talk a little bit here about real estate agents. I trust in almost all cases, the secret to success in buying or selling a home is having the right real estate agent. It's it's not just somebody who knows how to find a good home that's in your budget, um, you know, or to get your home out there at the best possible price. Those are important. But connections is really what is what's what makes the real estate agent different than all the rest. They're the ones when you're first putting your house up, they come in and they say, okay, I got to do a few things. Hey, here's some people that you can call and uh, tell them I sent you and they'll help you get your house into shape or they can help you with this or that. Uh, also, the connections on the other side, the connections, they have a good marketing system that has brought in a lot of people who are already looking for a house like yours. These agents that we work with at realestateagentsitrust.com take their jobs seriously. They know the best practices to elevate your real estate experience to the next level. realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a matching agency, if you will, uh, and it's a free service to you. I want you to interview these people. You just tell us if you're buying or selling and where you are. And we will send you the best real estate agent, in our opinion, in your area. You interview them. 
Again, don't take my word for it. Contact them today and find out for yourself. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, for 19 years, we have talked about uh, 9-11 in this week, and we've talked to people who were there. For the very first time, there is a, a book out, a memoir from one of the children of 9-11, somebody that lost their dad on 9-11. He was nine at the time. His story is absolutely riveting. Uh, He he talks about what it was like that day as a nine-year-old calling his dad's phone with his brothers uh, over and over again, saying, Dad, please come home. Please call us back. Um, The things that we have never thought of and heard, and now how it shaped his life. It's an incredible story. Uh, And that nine-year-old kid is now a man. His name is Matthew Bocci. And he has quite the tale to tell. It's in the book Sway that's coming out now. Uh, But we have him to tell the story next. Stand by. American Home Shield. If you're looking to protect your budget and home, should something go wrong? Sure. I've got homeowner's insurance, so I'm covered. Mm. How about like having an old HVAC unit, kitchen appliances and plumbing? A home warranty plan from American Home Shield can help cover the cost to repair or replace these items should they break down. This is the nation's largest provider. They paid more in home warranty claims than any other country. It's added up to more than $2 billion just in the last five years. So you have a problem with your HVAC and it goes down and you have to replace it. They cover it. It's, it is really unbelievable. This system, I don't know why I haven't had this my whole life. Their plans help protect components of up to 21 essential home systems and appliances from damage caused by everyday wear and tear, even a number of electronics like tablets and flat screens and TVs. No inspections are needed. Just go to ahs.com slash Beck, ahs.com slash Beck. Save 50 bucks and start protecting your home and your budget. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This week is the 19th anniversary of September 11th. Oh, how quickly we have forgotten and how quickly the years have flown by. Every year since 9-11, we have talked to somebody who experienced it, who was there at the Pentagon, who was trapped in the stairs, who, who you know, were firefighters or police officers. But this is the first time that I've ever been able to talk to a child, someone who was nine years old and their dad was trapped on the 105th floor. He has written a new book called Sway. And uh, I have to tell you, there are 
very few stories that are this compelling. Things you didn't even think of and what this nine-year-old went through and the light on the other side is remarkable. His name is Matthew Bocci, and we talk to him in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, so we have to be in the business of hope, because if not, we default to the business of despair. And there's been a lot to despair about over the last several months. But hope springs eternal if you know what's true. As the economy begins to recover from this pandemic, more and more businesses will start to get back on their feet and they're going to need to hire more people. And that's where ZipRecruiter steps in. If you're one of those people who very soon will need to replenish your workforce, you need to check out ZipRecruiter today. It might end up being one of the best business decisions that you can make. The choice is super clear. And right now you need to think about a lot of things. How are you going to keep your business going during the difficult financial times? When to reopen if you've been closed? Things like that. Let ZipRecruiter help you with the hiring part so you can concentrate on other things and they will find the right people. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And it's amazing. You can be extraordinarily specific and their algorithm goes and finds the right people. See for yourself how ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. Try now for free, for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash back. Thousands of companies use ZipRecruiter to hire. The Blaze uses ZipRecruiter to hire. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-K. ZipRecruiter.com slash back. 19 years ago this week, we watched in horror. And we watched that footage over and over and over again. But there was a nine-year-old boy who was in school. And his father worked for Cantor Fitzgerald in the North Tower of the World Trade Center. His dad was at work. And he was at school. We welcome that nine-year-old. Now I think you're what, twenty-eight, uh, Matthew. How are you, Matthew? Matthew Bocci. Hey, I'm doing well, thanks, Glenn. So first of all, it, I, you know, you've heard it forever, but I'm sorry for your loss, and especially after reading your story. My gosh, what you've gone through is remarkable, and. Uh, you need to tell this story as often as you can because it provides a lot of hope. So 9-11, you're nine, you are in school, and somebody from the school district walks into your classroom, right? Are you there? Yeah, I don't know if, the, if, our, if his board just cut out, but... Uh, okay, I so I just wanted you to start with this. Somebody from the school district walks into your classroom. You don't know anything about it, but it's about 9 o'clock in the morning. And what happens? Yeah, so they pulled me out of my classroom, and I was met by my brother in, in the hallway, and we were informed that a plane hit my dad's building, that my dad was safe, and that they were evacuating the tower. As a 9-year-old kid, I, I kind of subconsciously thought something was odd in the sense that they didn't allow us to really ask questions about what was going on. Um, I still didn't think too much of it, though, and I tried to just go about the rest of the day as normally as possible. Um, what perplexed me the most was the fact that so many kids were getting pulled out of my school, and, and yet we were still in school, Nick and I, my brother. 
that my mom kept us in school because she had spoken to my father and and then started calling family who was coming over to the house to try to help her because I also had two young brothers at the time. There was just so much chaos and, and so much commotion at the house that she wanted us to just stay in school for as long as possible. And so you were in school and, when I got, and you weren't watching it, but the rest of the students, they were watching what was happening, what was happening, right? They were, no, they weren't watching it. Um, they were informed. They pulled us out of the classroom and then told the rest of the students what exactly happened. Okay. Um, still then, I don't think that the students, maybe my classmates knew, maybe they didn't know. But I actually don't really know what they said to them, too. Okay. Um, so we, they kept us in another classroom for a little while while they were informing the students on all the details that they had, I guess. And ultimately, um, like I said, like we, we were like the only kids left in school, and, um, and they were all plucked out. And at the end of the day, when we got on the bus, we were the only two kids on the bus. And just mm-hmm. I remember getting back home and, and just being like, met immediately with all the chaos that I had already described before. Um, and it got worse once I got inside and um, the TV was on and the footage was on and, and people were upset and, and calling uh, my dad and calling hotlines and uh, there was a Cannabis Sheryl's missing hotline too. They were calling and hospitals, etc. It was just one thing after another. Um, and ultimately my grandmother kind of ushered my brother and I out of the house to go play with our friends because um, she didn't want us to continue to witness sure. uh, the commotion at the house. Now, your dad, two weeks before 9-11, woke up in the middle of the night screaming. He had a dream. Tell me about that. Well, he insisted it wasn't a dream. He insisted it was, uh, it was a ghost it, and, and that his late aunt, who had died of ALS probably 20 years prior, uh, was standing at the foot of his bed um, in perfect health condition and holding his late sister who died as an infant. And for him, that moment was life-changing, except unfortunately he didn't act upon the feelings that he was, I guess, uh, instinctively feeling inside. Um, he didn't, he didn't uh, follow through, I guess, too. You know, he, he wanted to quit. He then expressed that he was not happy. He was telling my mom he thought he was going to die young, that he wanted to be cremated. And this was all leading up to 9-11. And, and my mom just basically being like, you're 38 years old, you're healthy, you're in like the best shape wow. of your life, and you're talking about wanting to be cremated. Like, it, it just, it was incomprehensible for her. And so um, that morning when he called my mom, he called from his cell phone. Uh, his desk phone was out, the line was out. And he got through on his cell phone, which surprised my mom because she thought that he was going to quit. That weekend before, he said he was going to quit. Fine. Wow. And so, um, and, and essentially what happened was he only would call her when he was leaving, when he was out of the building or out of the office from his cell phone. All the other times he would call from his, his uh, desk phone. So for her to receive the, the cell phone call, to her, she thought he, he actually walked out. And, and, and my father was a, was, a, was a joker. He liked to pull pranks on people. And so when he told her a plane hit the building, she was blown away, and uh, excuse me. Initially, she was thinking he was joking, and then he told her to turn the TV on, and then she she's blown away by what she's seeing, and, and realized that this is not a joke. So, um, you for several days, um, you and your brothers um, actually would call your dad's phone and leave messages to your dad, 
thinking that maybe he was still alive? There was the slightest possibility in my mind that perhaps he lost his cell phone. Maybe he called his cell phone. Um, like, you know, so uh, my mom actually retrieved the, the phone messages because um, she thought that he may have called his cell phone and lost it too. She was holding on to that belief as well. But for me, I was calling that phone and hoping that he'd pick up the other line. Um, and uh, I left voicemails on his phone until his mailbox was full and couldn't receive any more. And um, just basically begging him to come home and obviously he was, you know, naive, but just not really understanding it and um, until they finally came and told us that they found him. So you write in your book that the house was full of family and friends and when you looked at the television, you saw people jumping uh, from the towers and that stuck with you and it actually led you kind of down a, a darker path, if you will, of of trying to what figure out what they were thinking and and trying to piece maybe what your dad was thinking and feeling at that time. Tell me about the. Yeah, that's, go ahead. That's, that's exactly right. It, it was. Um, I knew a few things regarding my dad's final moments. I knew that he had made phone calls to my mom. The first one that I described before. The second one was shortly thereafter, and he said goodbye. The last call that I know of and that my family knows of is that he spoke to his brother um, and said goodbye. So those phone calls happened within minutes of the plane hitting, which to me symbolizes that my father knew he was going to die and that he accepted his fate and, 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 and faced that head on in, in a courageous manner. And, and what was so remarkable to me looking back is the fact that he didn't sound scared on the phone and he didn't want my mom to fear and he didn't want my uncle to fear, and, and, he, and he tried to portray that to them. Um, and so that was just such a powerful thing for me, and, and, and that courageousness was, was really impactful for me. Um, and it really resembles my father as a man, too. Um, but the, the question that started to loom in my mind was the fact that the majority of jumpers from the North Tower came from Canada Fitzgerald, so I thought maybe he was one of them. And so... I had seen a documentary that showed family members identifying their loved ones through these photos of jumpers or people hanging out of the windows. And I reached out to photographers myself as a 13, 14-year-old kid asking them to meet with me because they had met with widows and blown up photos for them so that they could see um, if, that, if that, in fact, was their loved one. These photographers never reached back out to me. so. I continued to do my own research and ask family close to me if they thought he jumped. Uh, everyone told me no and eventually stopped engaging in those conversations. And it then took one person to finally engage with me and fully take on all of that responsibility and answer those questions. And I was an uncle through marriage who exploited my vulnerabilities and sexually abused me and, and told me my father jumped from the towers. When in reality, that wasn't true. This is where this story just goes uh, in a direction you just don't see coming. Um, let me pause for one minute, do a commercial, and then come back. Uh, we're talking to the, the first time I've ever talked to uh, somebody who was a child of a parent uh, that whose lost life was lost on 9-11 uh, for the first memoir from a child of 9-11 uh, called Sway. 
His name is Matthew Bocci, and the book is quite incredible. Um, we'll continue our conversation here in just a second. First, if you don't already know this, uh, it's time to realize that uh, some of these institutions have been working against you and your interests for a while, and AARP is not your friend. More importantly, a lot of people don't know this. It's not the only choice that you have, and it's a long way from the best as well. May I suggest that you just check out and do your own homework and compare AMAC to AARP. AMAC. AMAC stands for the Association of Mature American Citizens, and it's not only a better choice than AARP, it's the best choice for you. When you've got AMAC, you're going to get the discounts on your car insurance, hotels, roadside assistance, dental plans, even cell phone service options that you might not otherwise have, and many more benefits to make your life easier and save you money. But here's the important part. You belong to an organization that is actually fighting for your values. If you still believe in America, you believe in the promise of the Constitution and our sacred words in the Declaration of Independence, these are the people that are standing up for the Declaration of Independence and, and everything else. They're standing up for your God-given freedoms. Things like freedom of speech, the right to bear arms. Those things must be preserved, and they are fighting for them. Stand with AMAC as they stand with you and fight the good fight. Become a member today. The benefits are great, but the cause is even greater. Join right now at amac.us slash Beck. That's amac.com. Sorry, amac.us slash Beck. AMAC, better. Better for you, better for America. 10 seconds, station ID. So this is the part of the book uh, where you're 14 and you're using drugs and alcohol, um, right? And what? Yeah. how old were you when this uncle by marriage uh, comes into your life and starts to... It was... Yeah. Um, so the period of grooming pretty much began when I was like 12 years old. Um, I stopped... Um, well... I, I didn't really engage in, in the same manner that I did in the, in the next couple of years because um, there was other family members who would talk to me about 9-11. So unbeknownst to me, he was already grooming me. Um, obviously, I know that now. But um, the, the abuse happened when I was 14, um, and that's right around that time exactly when I started uh, drinking and drugging. And, yeah. and, and in reality, though, my story is a story of progression in terms of drugs and alcohol. I was a recreational drinker weekends with my friends um pot was you know later brought into the mix like later into high school and wasn't uh an addiction by any means um but ultimately when i got to college um i started experimenting with other drugs uh painkillers especially and other pills and that's when i started to feel some true relief um that i guess i had been searching for for quite some time and once i felt that i i was going to chase that feeling forever um or so I thought back then, but uh, it took a lot of struggle and, and determination to get to the point I'm at today. So uh, your your mom told you at some point, look for the signs from your dad. And um, you had an odd spiritual moment. Will you go into that a bit? Absolutely, yeah. I, I had been in and out of treatment centers 
for two years prior to getting sober officially. Um, I never tried really going to meetings. I never gave sobriety a true shot. I tried just cutting out certain substances and just maybe drinking alcohol and other things like that. Um, and then never worked for me. Ultimately, I'd been brought back and, and inevitably I would be back to the same stuff that I was doing in the past. So, um, my dad, after he passed away, um, there was a sign from my father. My mom was first told to look for the signs, and that sign that happened was a two, about two days after 9-11, and a fly landed in her night, on her nightstand in her room. And she took that instinctively as her sign that my dad was safe and not coming home. And that fly ended up staying in our house for six months after 9-11 and, and would be um, the sign that would be constant with me throughout my life into my adolescence and into my teenage or late teenage and early 20s so um essentially i had been facing legal trouble but didn't really care about that i was more so concerned with continuing to get high and so what i did was thinking that i was going to be able to manipulate my way around a drug test gone in with uh, a detox mouthwash that would give me clean saliva I was under the impression it would be a mouth swab test. Hmm. I was later realized that it was a, a urine a urine test, which I did not have fake urine. I, I left it at my house. So I went back home after failing, and I was given one last chance. And so um, I didn't know what to do. I knew that I could go back in a month, use the fake urine, continue to get high, and continue to live the life of shame and misery that I was living on a daily basis. But... I walked outside that day, I was home alone, and I looked up in the sky and was just like mesmerized by a, a crystal clear blue sky day that brought me right back to 9-11. And initially, I, I, I just sat there and started crying. And I was hysterical, and I asked my father, I, I said, Dad, please give me a sign, I need help. And I would say in an instant, a fly lands on the railing that I was leaning against. And it's a very particular fly, so it's not... You know, I say a fly, it, for me and my family, yes. we know what it is and can point it out, you know. But um, it lands there, and it would move around in a circle and look at me and stop, move around in a circle and stop. And I filmed it on my phone, and uh, I was, like I said, hysterically crying. And, and right after I, I, that fly flew away, I said, this is, my, this is it. This is my sign. And I called up a detox facility, and I said, I, I need a bed as soon as possible. And uh, I went to treatment, and I've been sober since. That's five years ago. Uh, your uncle yeah. uh, is now in prison, serving seven years. Um, uh, he actually just got recently released. Did he really? Perfect. Yeah, he did. Perfect. Uh, Perfect time. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I I just thank you for sharing this. I know that you're you're now looking to do speaking and uh, and to tell your story. I, I think you have. <laughs> I mean, if anybody in the world is complaining about their life being hard, I'd just like to introduce you to Matthew Bocci. Um, and real quick, I've got about 45 seconds. The name Sway, the name of the book, that comes from what? It comes from a moment when my brother Nick and I went to visit my dad in the World Trade Center on 105th floor, and he told us to go near the window and look down and that we could slightly feel and see the building swaying in the wind. And it serves as a metaphor for my life um, and, and, and the obstacles that I had to overcome in, in the years to come. That you'll sway, but you won't break. 
Matthew, thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you for the book. Really appreciate it. The name of it again is Sway by Matthew Bocci. I want to tell you something and see if it doesn't make your life just a little bit easier. Uh, Once you get a bottle of Shave Secret, don't worry, it's not going to cost you very much. A very small bottle, about the size of a travel bottle. You can bring it on an airplane. Uh, And that's because you don't need a lot of it. What I want you to do is take it home, give it a try. Here's what I think is going to happen. Um, You're going to throw all the other shaving stuff out the window. And you're going to stop buying all of this uh, bull crap from these razor companies and the shaving companies shave secret is a proprietary blend of essential oils and all you need to do is put a few drops uh, each time in a wet palm you put it on your face or your legs ladies you use it too it smells amazing it's going to replace all of the ridiculous foams and gels in your bathroom it's a hundred percent natural made in the u.s backed by a hundred percent money back guarantee And I want you to try it today. It's available regionally at H-E-B, Wegmans, Walmart, and Amazon. Or you can go to ShaveSecret.com. Go right directly to the source. Use the promo code BACK and get a 10% discount. That's ShaveSecret.com. Find it, use it, and you'll have the shave of your life. Don't miss Glenn's special tonight on Blaze TV. Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I've got some really good news that I can't wait to share. We'll do that in just a couple of seconds. First, I want to remind you that part two of Brainwashed is happening tonight. It's my special at 9 p.m. You'll find it under uh, Glenn Beck TV. So just look for Glenn TV. um, And it'll also be live at 9 p.m. if you're a subscriber to Blaze TV. Uh, And I urge you urge you to watch it uh your children are coming under attack and we are about to lose our children and it is all connected we have told you about we've told you about agenda 21 which is agenda 2030 now uh they changed that because we exposed it um we've told you about event 201 which was bill gates and the world economic forum uh you know holding a holding a a a conference last fall to talk about what would the world do if we had to uh had to brace for a pandemic from a coronavirus we showed you the videotape of those meetings and who was there and it's all leading to something else that is coming from the united nations uh from the sustainable development that's agenda 2030 and the world economic forum and it's called the great reset and they are reshaping our society uh tonight i'm going to show you this is just uh this is this this is the first draft of it that came from germany uh who regional office uh standards for sexuality education in europe uh then they decided to dump it into africa uh and uh, it is uh, it's it's horrifying. They dumped it into Africa and said, you guys give it a whirl. And this is the final UNESCO Agenda 2030 um, International Technica, uh, Technical Education on Sexuality. Um, and what they are at 
at four years old, they are encouraging children to masturbate. In third grade, they are teaching mutual masturbation. I can't show you the pictures because we run a risk of being accused of being peddlers of, of uh, uh, child pornography. I don't want to show it. Uh, we're going to blur those images out because I don't think anybody wants to see it, but we've seen it. So you don't have to. We will show the blurred out images. Uh, it's like a it's it's like a pornographic comic book. Uh, and the words um, I just parental discretion is advised, strongly advised. I will tell you, I wouldn't have my kids watch this. I wouldn't have my kids in their teenage years watching this. Um, you need to see it because they may already be seeing this in school. And it is all part of the Great Reset. If you think what's happening is disconnected, the riots on the street and all of this, it's not disconnected. It's not. And you can right now at least find it all on the U.N. website, Agenda 2030. You can find it on the World Economic Forum. You can find it in the Green New Deal. It's all of it together. You can even find it in Black Lives Matter. They are reshaping the world closer to their heart's desire, and it's happening right now. And you must stand up in your schools and make sure it's not in your schools. We'll show you how to do that tonight, 9 p.m., only on Blaze TV. John Seidel is a guy who has, uh, he's a digital media veteran. He helped start one of the uh, largest news websites in the country now called The Blaze. Uh, he has worked with Chip and Joanna Gaines, uh, uh, Kirk Cameron, uh, NFL Hall of Famers. Uh, he's a podcast host, 6,000 stories on websites like I Am Second and FoxNews.com. He is uh, a guy who is concerned uh, with mental health. He's just a good, good guy. He lives in Texas. Hello, John. How are you? I'm doing great, Glenn. I I have to say it's a little surreal having been uh, with the blaze for so long and now being on this side of things but i'm i'm so honored to be here well i'm i'm thrilled to have you on because you've you i mean you have such a great reputation everybody loves you you're a really good man uh but this is kind of above and beyond the reason why we're having you on is because you are trying to get out to donate your kidney to somebody you've never even met you don't know him uh, and and how did all of this happen? Yeah, it is. You know, when you put it like that, that that does make it sound kind of kind of crazy, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, about two years ago, my uh, dad posted something on Facebook that said he had a friend that was in desperate need of a kidney, and uh, it was a woman that that uh, he had known for a while, and they needed someone who was type O blood to sign up to get tested. And uh, it was kind of one of those moments where I saw the post and I didn't really think about it much. You know, there wasn't like this big wrestling there. And, uh, you know, as someone of faith, I, I just, I just sat there and thought I, I should do this. And uh, so without talking to my wife, which I do not recommend doing, <laughs> I um, thought you were smarter I than signed that. Up. Yeah. yeah. I signed up to be tested. And, and lo and behold, as we started going through the process, I, you know, I started making every milestone until one day it kind of all came to a halt when um, apparently there was someone else being tested in front of me. 
And uh, I was told that that person was a match and they didn't need me. And, uh, and I thought, okay, you know, like I said, I'm a person of faith. And, and I just, my prayer kept being, you know, Lord, as long as you keep opening doors, I'm going to keep walking through them. And if you close a door, then you close a door. And this seemed like a very closed door to me, right? Until that, that recipient, the, the woman who was going to be my recipient, called me up and said, hey, listen, I, I heard about just some of my circles that there's this other man who is really in desperate need of a kidney. He lives in Mississippi. I've never met him, but I've heard of him. Can I pass your information along to him and you could be tested for them? And I said, you know what? Again, Lord, open doors and I'll walk through them. And so... Um, no, 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 no. First you said, let me talk to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Um, and, and so I started getting tested and, you know, what's so interesting about this, I mean, there's a lot of fascinating parts of this, but, um, I'm a young white man and Ken, who is my recipient is a older black man. And, uh, based on some stuff I've read that, that sometimes crossing racial lines when it comes to donation is, um, is harder, but as it turns out, I ended up being a match for Ken. And now here we are. A year later, um, he had some health complications where mm. he, was, he had to get some amputations based on diabetes, which is, which is yeah, yeah. To kidney disease. Um, but here we are a year later, I lost some weight to, to do this. And, uh, and now we're, we're staring it in the face next month. So it is, it is remarkable, uh, and a great testimony of who we really are when we allow ourselves to listen to the spirit and just do the right thing. Um, you are trying to raise five thousand uh, dollars to make sure that you can get out there. If there's any complications, uh, you know, you can stay out there. You don't have to worry about work, the, the things that are not covered by insurance. Uh, and you have to make the trip uh, to New Orleans from out of state as well. So how right. much how much have you how much have you raised so far? Do you know? So as of this morning, we are at just over $2,500. So we're basically 50% uh, there. And, you know, we've had just some great generosity from some of our, some of the former, you know, colleagues, Glenn, that you and I know have stepped up. It's been great. Um, and so we're 50% there. We, we, we need the, the next 50%. Okay. So here's the thing I want to ask the audience to do, because all of the money over this uh, goes to the kidney foundation uh, and they can really use your help. I have a friend right now who is, what, five days away from kidney surgery. Wow. You have no idea how hard it is to, A, get a kidney, what they go through. Uh, if you are wow. in need of a kidney, it is a horror show. Uh, and so I would like to help. I'll cover the additional 2500 So I'll write a check wow. to you today for the 2500 But I would like wow. people to go to GoFundMe. And and continue to donate uh, so it, the money can go to somebody else that is is struggling with cash to be able to do this and uh, and to donate their kidney to somebody. It's fantastic. Wow. Fantastic to talk to you again, John. Glenn, thank you so much. You know, I know the power of your audience, your audiences, your audiences, audience is good people. They are good people. And um, I'm just blown away. Thank you so much. Uh, and we can find this at kidneyupdate.com. 
Uh, also, the GoFundMe is let's get can of kidney. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I had to name it something. You know, my days working at the Blaze. You know, yeah. headlines work. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but if you go to kidneyupdate.com, that that's kind of a landing page that'll that'll you can then get to the GoFundMe from there as okay. well and read more. And if you go to GoFundMe, just let's get can of kidney. Uh, <laughs> John, it's good to talk to you, uh, and please let us know when you're going so we can pray for you, and uh, and when you're back, you got to come back on and tell us how it went. Absolutely, thanks. You Thank bet. you so much, Glenn. Bye bye. That's great. Uh, he's a good dude. That's 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 awesome. That's really now cool. I didn't talk to my wife about writing that check. And <laughs> she, so am I going to be in trouble? Is this like a chain of getting in trouble with your wife? I think yes. it is. So you're, I think it John is. is causing divorces all yeah, over all America. Over. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I want to talk to you about uh, relief factor. People uh, can define themselves by the amount and frequency of the pain they suffer, and it can your life can become all about the pain, and that's really nasty. Because it it changes you, it 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 becomes your identity uh, in in so many ways, and you lose parts of who you are. You lose parts of your life. You want your life back. You want to be able to live the life on who you really are. I want you just to try Relief Factor. This is something that I tried two years ago. I still take it three times a day. It has totally changed my life. Not a drug developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. You can order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. You have nothing to lose but your pain. Try it. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's ReliefFactor.com. Call them now. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So I got up this morning and uh, as I usually do, I listened to a couple of podcasts to get the news from the other side. I listened to the New York Times and I listened to NPR. Um, I want to just see if you can tell the difference between fact and fiction anymore and spin. Uh, This is NPR on Rochester. Listen. In Rochester, New York, last night, there were protests and also celebrations. Mm. Yeah, that's right. People were reacting to the announcement that the city's police chief, Leron Singletary, will step down. This sounds like an enormous development for Rochester, that the police chief and top subordinates would all step aside. Mm. Yeah, this is big. You know, uh, Leron Singletary had insisted repeatedly he'd stay the course, refusing to step down. Mm. Uh, He's local, a black man who grew up in Rochester. But, you know, after this horrific video was released last week of Daniel Prude lying naked on the pavement, a hood over his head, surrounded by officers, these demonstrations erupted, people on the street insisting Singletary be held accountable for Prude's death. Uh, And the chief's departure was one of their key demands. Uh, He did finally bow to that pressure yesterday. Mm. Ashley Gant, one of the protest organizers, spoke last night calling this a victory. Okay, stop. So let me ask you, what do you get from that story? The way that was told. You're hearing this. Police chief, good guy, bad guy. Seems like a bad guy. Sounds like a bad guy. Yeah. He's a bad guy who, I guess, uh, inspired his officers to do some terrible thing to some. Or at least just turned a blind eye to. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I would say, yeah, had policies that encouraged it. But this is this is going to be good. I, I want you to listen just again to the first 30 seconds of this. Play that again. First 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 part. In Rochester, New York, last night, there were protests and also celebrations. celebrations. 
Yeah, yeah that's happy. right. People were reacting to the announcement that mm-hmm. the city's police chief, Laron Singletary, will step down. This sounds like an enormous development for Rochester that this the is, police chief so and top. This is tremendous, right? They're celebrating positivity. Positive. This mm-hmm. is a great thing. Now, let me let me give you a another spin on the tale by just telling you what's uh, what uh, Singletary said in a press release. He is the chief. He has held the position since April 2019. He resigned along with the Rochester Police Department deputy chief and another deputy chief, Simmons. What he said was, as a man of integrity, I will not sit idly by while outside entities attempt to destroy my character. The events over the past week are an attempt to destroy my character and my integrity. The mischaracterization and the politicization of the actions that I took after being informed of Mr. Prude's death is not based on facts, and it is not what I stand for, end quote. So he didn't resign for because of pressure. He resigned because no one would stand up and he was being accused of things that weren't true. And he said, enough. Uh, That's also why the other police officers walked away. You are seeing this now in Seattle. She's not going to do it anymore. You're seeing this all over the country and it's being spun as a giant win. Let me ask you, Rochester. You've just gotten rid of an African American police chief. Who are you gonna Who are you gonna replace? Do you have a uh, lesbian in a wheelchair? <laughs> what do you You got to be a black lesbian in a wheelchair. And two, like the guy who dies here appears to be white. Uh, no, I don't think he the is. Video. Look, he looks white anyway. Well, he's on PCP. Yeah, he was. He's naked and I mean, on PCP. Yeah. He's completely naked. It is snowing. And he's on PCP and they're cool with him as they walk up to him. They're like, listen, dude, 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 calm down, calm down. They put a spit bag on his head Uh, as he won't calm down. They're trying to the medics are there. They're trying to get him up in a safe way. He starts to vomit. He chokes on his vomit and they're they're blamed for it, including the African-American officer who's right there, too. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I guess that's racism. The, The black police chief and the black. Good luck, Rochester. Good luck.